good morning, my loves. Oh, my goodness. This is Roseanne Austin, and I am so excited to be with you this morning. So many of you, literally from across the globe, it is just a delight. And I am so happy to be welcoming you to Unleash your fertility superpower. And oh, I just love this topic because it's something that we don't really touch on very often, if ever, on this journey. So I have some really amazing things I want to share with you this morning. So I want to make sure that everyone can hear me. We want to make sure we have a clean line here. So if you're dialed in, if you wouldn't mind hitting star two on your telephone keypad, that's going to let the team know that we are loud and clear. Okay, great. This is fantastic. And, you know, can you ladies believe that we are already 26 days into the new year? It's crazy, isn't it? And I am just so excited to kick this year off with you talking about something that can absolutely change the way you see yourself and actually the way that you live this journey forever. And let's be honest, ladies, right? It's about time that we had an exciting, fresh start on this journey. And think about it. Wouldn't you love to live this time in your life with more peace, more joy, and more ease instead of constantly feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, and negative with no hope in sight? And I know that when you have faced challenges on this journey, that all of that might sound a little too good to be true, but here's what you've got to know. The power to live your journey that way with more peace, more confidence, more ease, and more joy, that already resides within you now. That's what excites me so much about this. It's just about unleashing her. Okay, so this morning we're going to get, you know, we're going to get into a place where we want to really challenge you to get you thinking about this and set you up to begin living from that perspective. You know, if you are anything like the women that I've worked with across the globe, you won't just like this idea, you damn well might fall in love with it. So, so hang on to your hats, my loves. And right now, I, this, uh, this is something I want you to do for yourself, okay? So I want you to turn off anything distracting because this is about you being fully present during our call this morning. Close out any distractions, any other windows in your browser if you're listening online. Turn off the notification on your devices. Our time together is for and about you. And chances are you give so much to everyone in your life now, now, my darling, is the time for you to give to yourself. And you will see as we move forward why this is so important. I also want you to commit to keeping your mind and heart open, okay? Give yourself the luxury of a beginner's mind here. Trust that you are listening to this for a reason, and it is a message that is coming to you right on time. Okay, it's amazing how so often when the student is ready, the teacher appears, and I know that was definitely true for me, particularly on the topic that we are going to be discussing this morning, okay? It is that important. I also want to make sure that you have a pen and some paper available so that you can take notes, 
write down any questions that you may have because the first part of this is I'm going to be sharing this information with you. The second part of this is I'm going to take your questions and answers. And, you know, if you want to get some coaching on this particular topic as, as we go through it, make sure that you've dialed in so we can actually speak. And let's make this juicy because, like, I hear from women all over the world that the Q&A part of, of these, these monthly calls are just they're priceless, Okay. So the other thing I want to put out there is that let's send a loving shout-out to Joanne and the entire Circle and Bloom team for making this time that we have together possible. They are absolutely extraordinary, and everything that they are about is about empowering women on this journey. So just take a moment, send them some much-deserved gratitude, and we are going to get this rolling. So for those of you who are joining us for the first time, and if you don't know me, my name is Roseanne Austin. I am a fertility mindset coach. Bottom line, baby, I help women get pregnant by teaching them to leverage the most powerful resource they have, and that's your mindset. And having spent years on my own fertility journey while I was a state prosecutor here in California, undergoing every treatment, diet, lotion, potion, supplement, anything I get my hands on, okay, and spending well over $100,000 in this process and still not getting pregnant, I learned about mindset the hard way, okay? And when I started using the undeniable power of the mind-body connection to my advantage, I beat the odds, okay? It's why I'm 45, a young 45 today with a 19-month-old son who was conceived naturally after being treated at a top 10 teaching hospital for years and basically being told it wasn't going to happen for me. You know, and now what I do is I coach women on six of seven continents to do the same, okay? Beating the odds is what my clients do day in and day out. And right now, I mean, not only have I had some coffee this morning, but I am jacked on the fact that we are continuing in a massive baby boom in my practice. In fact, since the new year, we've had six more pregnancy announcements. This is powerful work, my darlings. And in fact, I got an email this morning from a very dear client in uh, Brazil, and she is 46, just had her baby and use her own eggs. I mean, she's a brilliant example of what happens when a woman is on fire about what she wants and she doesn't give up on herself. And you're going to see elements of that as we talk about this morning's topic. So this is why I am so passionate about what I'm going to be teaching here because it can literally change the trajectory of your fertility journey. And it's why I love coaching women around the world to master this part of their journey because your mindset is the foundation, baby. It is the foundation of everything that you create on this journey. So, you know, amongst the many life-changing things my clients and I do together, it's unleashing this fertility superpower that we're going to be talking about this morning you know, it's it's one of those things that really helps them engage that mindset and help them get to the next level so they can create the success that they desire. And you're going to get a taste of that today, okay? So today we're going to unveil this incredible superpower that so many women lose touch with on this journey, like I was mentioning before, and it may surprise you. We're also going to help you redefine your relationship with it because, like I said, remember, this already exists in you. We just have to unleash her. And we're going to do that, that redefinition process 
so you can start to use this power in a way that feels authentic and uniquely you, okay? That's really, really important. And I'm also going to explain why the superpower is critical to helping you live your fertility journey with more peace, joy, and ease. I mean, who couldn't use more of that in their lives, especially during this chapter of your life, right? And I'm going to share exactly how it can directly support your success. And, you know, we're going to be talking about so much more. So, so let's dive right in, my loves. And don't worry, I'm going to leave plenty of time for questions because this topic is really needy. And I want to be able to go to really get into it with you and give you the opportunity to really try it on, to, to wear it, and, and find a way to really breathe some life into it, okay? So, so let's start with, let's, I'm going to do the big unveil, okay, of this incredible superpower that so many women lose touch with on this journey, and it's this. Okay, hang on to your hats, my loves. It's your femininity, baby. And you might be thinking, what the heck are you talking about, Roseanne? Femininity? Yes, doll. Your femininity is your fertility superpower. Now, let's talk about what that means in this particular context, okay? Because if if you heard me say femininity and you are running off for the hills terrified that I'm proposing that you turn into a 1950s housewife like June Cleaver from Leave it to Beaver and relinquish all of the advances that women have made over the decades, Take a deep breath. That's not what I'm talking about, my darling. Femininity in this context is not about what culture, media, society, religion, or history might tell us about femininity. In fact, it's not tied to gender at all, really, because we all have masculine and feminine energy within us. It is simply the essence of what makes you uniquely a woman, okay? Your femininity and the unique mix of that is found in your creativity, your softness, the nurturing, kindness, resourcefulness, inquisitiveness, compassion, innovation, strength, generosity, passion, emotional, sexy, intuitive, faithful, and spiritual inside of you. Okay, it's all of those things and more, and it is delicious. Your femininity is also found, my darlings, in what lights you up, your instincts and that inner voice that guides you. Your femininity is that part of you in your heart that's screaming right now, I was meant to be a mom. Okay, and these characteristics you know, there's, we're so often led to believe that they're messy, inconvenient, irrelevant. You know, it's, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's beside the point on this journey, okay? We're also maybe some people make it unreliable, like, oh, that's a flight of fancy, you know? And what's interesting is even our professional environment might be such where they are frowned upon, you know, all of these things, all those beautiful things that I listed about what makes our femininity, you know, they get frowned upon a lot of the time in the professional environment. Or maybe we've grown up in a family or a culture where these are seen as weaknesses, or we may not have been taught how to harness and celebrate this aspect of ourselves as women. 
we're often conditioned, especially on this journey, okay, underline that like a thousand times, especially on this journey to banish this part of ourselves, leaving us feeling disconnected, incomplete, and lost. You know, like I said before, we are each made up of a combination of both masculine and feminine energies. So let's talk about this, okay? Our masculine energy is what gives us the power to be linear, logical, and get things done. It fuels competition and drives our desire to achieve and supports our instinct to protect with the ferocity of a mama bear, okay? It's actually, it's amazing. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful part of who we are. But here's what, what happens is when we are in fear and doubt on this journey, we more readily call upon that masculine energy because we think that if we stay focused, you know, we just keep doing, 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 that somehow we're going to, you know, outrun or outthink our pain, okay? We get hardened. So over time, we become so intensely reliant on our masculine energy that we wind up depleted. We start approaching our journey like men, Okay. And look, for, let me disabuse you of any notion you might have that this is man bashing. Okay, it isn't. I love men. I've been, I'm married to one. I'm raising one right now. They're awesome. We're just simply looking at this to get smart about how we marshal our femininity and our masculinity. You know, because this femininity, it is truly our superpower on this journey. It's what fuels us. It's what makes our heart sing whenever we think about being a mom. Okay, so we want to we want to get out of the cycle of abandoning our femininity, you know, or, or doubting it. You know, sometimes we just abandon that femininity and what it beckons us to do because it's just too painful or we think we don't have time to slow down or the things that our femininity is, is calling us to do may seem frivolous, okay? We disconnect from the very fact that conceiving, carrying a child, and becoming a mother is one of the most intensely feminine things you can possibly do, my love. Now, listen, okay, obviously having a baby doesn't make you more or less of a woman, duh, right? We're not here to pit anybody against each other. But you just simply can't get around the fact that, that having a baby is squarely in the realm of the feminine. Okay? It's actually really cool because as ladies, we have the babies, right? You know, it's all of that nurturing amazingness that is just fantastic, but we get cut off from it. All right? And you have to ask yourself, and, and, and let's think critically about this. Does it make any sense to be going about the business of trying to have a baby like a man, right? With your masculine energy running the show. So just let that sink in for a moment. And, you know, if you're thinking even for a second that this, you know, masculine energy, feminine energy, you know, might be some some airy-fairy BS, I feel you, okay? If someone presented me with this eight years ago while I was a state prosecutor whose heart was absolutely breaking because I was doing everything people told me to do to get pregnant and nothing was working, I probably would have thought this sounded like a whole bunch of quackery myself. But my results and the way that I was living didn't lie, okay? That's why I'm sharing this with you this morning. Because, look, here, here's what being in your masculine it almost exclusively looks like, okay? I was running myself ragged. I was beating myself up ruthlessly for being a failure. You know, it was push, push, push. I was living my journey almost 100% in my masculine, and the results showed it. 
You know, I, I was living my journey like, you know, a man. You know, it was just about get it done. You know, what's wrong with you? Why isn't this happening? You know, and I was holding myself to such an insane level of perfectionism that I was literally crushing the part of me that was soft and just wanted to be a mom, okay? And I'm so glad that my own mentor dared to bring this to my attention because it literally, once I understood what was happening, it changed my life. And again, this is why I'm sharing it with you today because my coaching practice is full of high-achieving, lovably type A professional women at the top of their game. I see this pattern over and over and over again. So this is why I'm saying, look, we have to we have to look at femininity and and where and the role that it plays in our lives and and what it means on our own journey. Okay, so that's your superpower. We're going to talk more about that because remember. What we are trying to do here is the most intensely feminine thing you will ever do, okay? Remember, it doesn't make you more or less a woman. That's not what we're talking about. We are simply looking at it is, it is the essence of femininity to conceive, nurture, and, and bring your child into the world, and it deserves respect and a role in your life, okay? I humbly submit that to you. As a woman who spent years on this journey and, and looking at the role, you know, how does mindset, you know, how can that help you achieve success? And one aspect of this is learning to marshal your femininity, okay, and not being dominated by one part or the other, really celebrating the value that each of those things, your masculinity and your femininity have to play, but, but really enhancing your connection with the feminine because what you're trying to do is deeply feminine, Okay. So now let's let's talk about redefining that because I bet when I said femininity, there were probably a lot of different images that came up in your mind, right? You know, you, we have to create this morning a way for you to begin to leverage femininity in a way that feels authentic and celebrates what is uniquely you. And so often when I ask women about their relationship with their feminine, very few have any idea. I get a lot of quizzical looks or long, you know, cares or, you know, long silences, you know. So right now we're going to get curious about, you know, connecting to your own unique brand of femininity. And who cares what other people think femininity is? We are here to look at what is uniquely you. You get to make it whatever you want to be. Remember, your femininity is found in the creativity, the softness, the nurturing, the kindness, the resourcefulness, the emotional, the spiritual, you know, all of these things. Okay, your femininity is the part of you that understands to her core that she was meant to be a mom, right? And think about it. Like, honestly, what would be different if you led your journey from this treasure trove of qualities? You know, what if you lived your journey with more creativity, with more compassion for yourself, okay? Because I would bet that you have a load of compassion for other people. But what if you were able to redirect that compassion toward yourself because you were honoring the feminine within you, the part of you that says, wait a second, I can't continue to be beating myself up because this feels wrong, okay? See, that? I hope you're beginning to see that, that part of you. You know, your femininity is your intuition. It's that knowing. It's that part of you that knows that when you're stuck, 
in your negativity or your doubt that you're disconnected. Okay. And so, you know, think about it. Like if you led your journey with more intuition, what might be different? You see, like what might be different if you weren't just go, 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 you know, what would be possible for you? You know, or maybe you have this, this, your femininity has been screaming to you, slow down. But yet, you know, the, the masculine fear of timelines and getting it done and all of this stuff is, is crushing that and preventing you from listening to that very wise voice inside of you that's telling you to slow down. Okay? It's very powerful. Yet we get so disconnected from it on this journey, it's heartbreaking. You know, and I'll use myself in, as an example. You know, for so long, I had a crappy relationship with my own femininity. I made those things wrong. I made them weak, and I just pushed them down. And like I said before, I paid a price. And because, look, if I had let my feminine have her rightful place on this journey, so much would have been different. So much would have been different. And I'll tell you a, a super quick story. Um, you know, ever since I was 37, they were telling me I needed donor eggs. And, you know, I don't have any judgment on donor eggs. I, I, I think they're phenomenal. I think they're a wonderful option for, for women um, that choose to use them. They're, they're fantastic. It's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful gift that one woman, out of generosity, gives to another woman. It's a beautiful thing. But this, this idea, before I ever really checked it out with myself, was getting shoved down my throat. But there was something within me, and I like to call that my feminine. It was my intuition that was like, I am, no, 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 no. And, you know, I'm, I've got nothing against it. I, I just, you know, I just don't think I'm there yet. You know, but the, the part that I struggled with constantly was, you know, well, you're not getting results and you're not doing this and you're not doing that. Like, I, I put so much pressure on myself. That was my masculine coming into rear its head. And while there's value in the masculine, it just wasn't true for me coming from my feminine. My my intuition was telling me that, no, no, that's not right for me, okay? So giving you that example, I want you to take a moment, and I want you to ask yourself two really important questions, because when you take time to think about what your your femininity really is, how you express it, you know, the way that you approach it, you empower yourself to change the very conversation that you have with yourself about your fertility, about the way you live this journey. And you open yourself up to stop ignoring some very critical information, okay? So I want you to ask, you know, what is your current relationship with your femininity? Are you even in touch with it? Have you completely forgotten what it is? Do you even know what it is? You know, maybe there was a point in time when you were very deeply connected with it, but maybe after months and years of heartbreak on this journey, you don't even trust her. I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. You know, have you become a mean girl toward your femininity? You know, are there, are there times when you really just want to cry and let it out, but you have made having emotions wrong because they're frightening and you just use that masculine part of yourself to just hold it back, to crush it down and to suffer in silence. You know, what is your current relationship with your femininity? Okay, that's the very first question. The second question I want you to ask yourself, 
and this is going to be a great thing to get some coaching on later in, in the call, you know, what do you want this relationship with your femininity to be? What is that? You know, do you want to be able to reconnect with all of those things that I talked about, your creativity, the softness, the inquisitiveness, the innovation. You know, there's so many amazing things about our feminine, the feminine aspects of us, right? Remember, our femininity is what makes us emotional, sexy, intuitive. You know, it's the spiritual. You know, it's so beautiful, and we lose so much contact with it. So what do you want your relationship with your femininity to be? What is the current state of your relationship? And let's be honest, I can tell you that, you know, from the profession that I came from, um, and, and I'm sure many of you will relate to this, you know, there was no femininity in, in being a prosecutor. I'm not saying that you couldn't have feminine aspects, but it was really requiring me to be in my masculine all the time. And specifically, I was a sexual assault prosecutor. So I really had to protect myself from the things I was seeing at work and the, and the type of evidence that I was reviewing and all of these things that I literally cut off my feminine in order to protect myself because of all of the things I was seeing. I could not feel, I could not allow myself to feel the pain of, of the children and the women and the men that I was advocating for. I could not allow myself to feel that. So after years in that profession, I got really good at, at crushing the feminine within me because I didn't know what to do with her. I did not know how to use her properly. And, and so, you know, the, the analogy is that sometimes we end up doing that here on our journey. You know, the part of us that was so excited about being a mom that was just, oh, so delighted. And, and so, you know, all of these things, you know, we think about the room that we're going to decorate for our baby, you know, that's, and we have this, you know, amazing intuition that, oh, you know, I'm going to have a boy or I'm going to have a girl or, you know, however intuition shows up for you and maybe even the creativity, you know, we just get so excited. But, you know, in the face of statistics and people telling us no and all this stuff, we just start crushing that down and telling ourselves that we're wrong for having those flights of fancy or engaging in, you know, visualization about what we want because that's just dumb. Okay. So, I hope that really starts to open you up to this topic and think about, you know, what is the state of your relationship and what do you want it to be? What is the relationship with your femininity and what do you want it to be if it is in a place where you, where you know you could use her help a little more? Okay? So just really think about that. And the other thing I want to point out to you is the feminine is resilient. Okay? The feminine, think about um, women throughout history the most amazing women that have held each other up and have made history, there's something so powerful and resilient about them. They follow their intuition. They follow their compassion. They follow their instinct. That's the feminine power. And, and unleashing that within your own journey, it, it can change everything. It can absolutely change everything. So, so let's move on to explaining, you know, why the superpower is critical. And I want to give you some really concrete examples. Okay, let's take what may seem an amorphous topic of femininity, and I want to show you how it is actually quite logical and linear. 
in some ways to see the ripple effect. You know, when we allow ourselves to unleash this femininity back into our our fertility journey, like the good it can do, you know. And I want to, I mean, the first thing that I would, you know, point out to you is this isn't about abandoning the cool things that the masculine has to offer. It is simply about marshalling the masculine and the feminine in a way that makes sense for you. You know, the masculine, as I was saying before, is really, you know, it's, it's the logical, it's the linear, it's how we get things done, it's how we stay on task, it's, it's all those things. And actually, they're quite great, you know, because when you're, when you're on this journey, you know, being focused on, on getting things done and, and following a timeline, especially if you're doing an IVF protocol and paying attention to detail, those are all really amazing things, right? They're actually quite critical. So this is about pumping up that femininity, bringing more of that feminine power to the table, okay? So here's the, the way that femininity can really help you live your journey with more peace, joy, and ease, and it's this. Because your femininity is how you're going to cut through the noise. And what I mean by that is, you know, if if you've done, I mean, regardless of how long you've been on this journey, you're going to hear, you know, 10 people will give you 10 different answers about how XYZ is going to happen, right? And so with all of that conflicting information, you, my love, have to be the one person in the room that knows what's true for you, okay? And when you tap into your femininity, when you tap into that deep personal knowing, your intuition, knowledge of self, your creativity, your spirituality, whatever that may be, your convictions and your values as a woman, when you connect to that and you are leading your journey, I didn't say, you know, listen to the word I use, leading, okay? It's not the sole thing you tap into because you know that the masculine has value. So you're going to use that in a way that makes sense for you. But when you lead from your femininity, you can cut through that noise. Your yeses become real yeses and your noes become real noes. Because if somebody comes at you with, oh, well, you know what, if you don't do IVF, you're never going to get pregnant. You're going to be able to see right through that and say, you know what, that's actually not true. I don't feel that in my heart. That is not true. I haven't given my body an opportunity or enough of an opportunity to make that choice intelligently. You see that? You know, when you are connected to you and you know what you value and you honor the feminine knowing, you know, think about all of the women that came before you, all that wisdom, all that joy, all that incredible innovation, all that commitment to family. You think that all just goes away? Oh, that's part of you. That's part of what makes you wise. And that's why your femininity is your superpower because When you walk into a room with 10 different people arguing about what the right thing is for you, you're going to be the one woman that goes into the room and says, no, quiet, this is what we're going to do. Okay, that is empowerment, all right? You know, and I I share that with you lovingly because it's funny, you know, we we think we're empowered, you know, like, you know, I'll use, again, myself um, as an example, um, and then I'll, I'll talk about a couple of my clients, you know, I handed my power to anyone who would take it, okay? Like any doctor, if they told me that I was ridiculous for thinking I could conceive naturally, I would have bought it hook, liner, and sinker. I I was so disconnected to my truth and what I felt 
that I just kind of cast it aside. You know, I, I feel very fortunate that I at least listened to my soul that at 37, I just wasn't ready for donor eggs, okay? I, I wouldn't have cast it aside. I, j- I just wasn't ready for it, and I'm glad I listened because my boy is in his room right now because I trusted myself. At some level, my femininity reached up, grabbed me by the shirt, and shook me and said, hey, not yet, not yet, okay? So that's the power of at least beginning. And, and that was when I was totally cut off from it. So imagine what happens if you're able to have respect for it and let her out, let her come and play, okay? So write that down. Your femininity is how you cut through the noise. Your femininity is going to empower your yeses. So your yeses are real yeses and your noes are hell noes, okay? You know, this is also, you know, your femininity is what fuels your instinct, okay? This is so much of, of what goes on on this journey and the actual path that we take to our babies. It may not even make sense at first. Because I can tell you, you know, I've, uh, as I said at the top of the hour here, you know, six more pregnancy announcements in my coaching practice, and these are all women who who had long histories of struggling. And if they just listened to conventional wisdom or they just did whatever they were being told, they would have quit a long time ago. But these women were women that trusted themselves enough to keep going. And they were they were justly rewarded, okay? Like, and my client in the Brazil that I was also mentioning that just had her baby, I mean, at frickin' 45, like, most people tell you to hang it up or tell you that the only option you have is donor eggs. And this woman, you know, through the work we did, tapped back into her femininity. It was like, no, I know this baby is coming, and I'm going to trust myself that I have got one good egg in me. And now her son's here. So... And let's be clear, this isn't about pitting you against experts. This is about you leading the field, okay? Remember, when I said you've got 10 people in a room, I mean, I'm a former lawyer, so, you know, you get 10 lawyers in the room, you're going to get 10 different opinions about what to do. So with that being said, when you are really in touch with your femininity, your opinion is going to be the one that's going to lead because you're going to be able to sift through that, all right? You're going to be assume your rightful role as a leader of your own journey. Because think about it, you're going to be a mom, and you're going to be the leader in your own home. So get this in your heart, that letting that femininity out, you know, think about it. We're, you know, we're talking about peace, joy, and ease. How much more ease can you have when making a decision when you trust yourself, right? Instead of sifting through 50 different opinions, you're able to say, you know what? I actually feel like this is the right decision. You know, and think about it. When you're working with a physician or another expert, think about how much more you bring to the table when you bring your values. That means you can work together. You have an equal vote. You know, my coaching practice is full of physicians. And one of the things I hear over and over and over again is, you know, I love the patients who come to the table with, you know, with their own opinions and with their own thoughts about how they want to be proactive about their health. You know, those are the people that succeed. Those are the people that really make the turnaround. You know, you don't want to just walk into an office and hand all of the responsibility for your health and well-being to your doctor. That's crazy. They're a human being. You want to be a member of a team. And, you know, any ethical person that's going to be looking at your health is going to want to partner with you. 
And when you tap into your femininity, you tap into your knowing, you tap into what you value, your spiritual, your generous and your compassion for yourself, think about how much differently you show up to that clinic. So really take that in. And, and look, you make more informed decisions when you are connected to your femininity because you're not going to be making decisions from fear. Remember, the masculine is the reactive. The masculine is get it done, crush it. You know, it's all, I mean, these are all pretty cool things in the right context. But it's not, it's not the feminine, okay? When you are really in your power and you're thinking about the woman that you really are and what really makes you just glow, you're not going to make decisions from fear. When you're thinking about your wisest self and what you know in your soul about being, your mom, being a mom, you're not in fear. You know, think about the practice of gratitude. Gratitude is intensely feminine. Gratitude is so intensely feminine, and it, it's a beautiful thing. So all of these things that can help us make better decisions, do you think that won't immediately lead to more peace, more joy, and more ease on your journey? And, in fact, directly support your success. You know, the other thing is, like, even, you know, I was doing a call earlier this morning uh, with one of my elite coaching groups, and, you know, the, the, one of the questions that always comes up is about nutrition. You know, there's like 50,000 different diets you can be on and all this stuff. You know, take this supplement, you know, stand on your head, do this yoga pose. And while diets and supplements, yoga, those are all amazing and they all have a role, the way that you use those things intelligently is to ask what's really right for you. And your feminine knows what's right for you. When you're really connected to that part of yourself, you can sift through it. I mean, in fact, when you think about it, it can save you tens of thousands of dollars, okay? If you're connected to your feminine, you're going to very easily sift through the stuff that feels right to you as opposed to the stuff that you're just doing because you think you have to, okay? Like, you're talking to a woman who used to um, – scour San Francisco's Chinatown looking for black chickens to boil because, you know, somebody told me that that was medicinal and that was going to be the one thing to help me get pregnant. Um, you know, I mean, maybe for somebody that's true and great, you know, I have respect for that, but it, it, it just wasn't for me. And I certainly got some amazing looks from my husband <laughs> seeing that in our kitchen. So, you know, had I been more discerning and had I been more connected to my feminine, I would have been more easy to say, oh, you know what, that actually sounds like a good idea. Or actually, you know what, I'm going to skip that. I may come back to it because that doesn't actually feel right. You know, and it's so funny because the feminine is, is making decisions from what feels right. It's a very neck down proposition as opposed to neck up. There's a place for these things to be neck up. But there's also a place for these things to be neck down. Remember, you're trying to have a baby, my love. Everything about that is neck down. It's a beautiful thing, okay? You're, it's your heart. It's, it's all of those things that make us, you know, beautiful individually as women. It's a celebration of that femininity. So I really hope that you can see you know, the other way that our femininity contributes directly to our peace, joy, and ease, and ultimately our success, is we're not running ourselves ragged, okay? And we're taking an intelligent approach to timeline. We're not like, you know, boom, 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 constantly afraid, looking over our shoulder, you know, 
completely under the gun from our biological clock, right? We're taking things at, you know, at a different pace, at a pace that honors the the restorative part of our bodies, you know, like our need for rest, our need to slow down, our need, that feminine need within us to just take a minute, right? And, you know, think about when you're being crushed to make a decision, you know, on a very short timeline, we feel discombobulated. And and when you give yourself the time and the space that your femininity is demanding, saying, hey, can I just have a second? Can I just take a second? You know, before you make a choice, you're going to make a way better choice for yourself. It's going to feel easier. It's going to be done with more peace and more joy. You know, and also another piece that I, I think is really important to bring up is from the feminine perspective, failure looks different. And I say that with quotation marks, failure, right? Because when things don't work out for us, you know, it's think about just the way you even speak to yourself. You know, oh, you should have done this or you should have done that. It's very masculine energy, okay? We're talking about masculine energy. It just feels like heavy and dark and, you know, but when you say, okay, it didn't work out this particular time. Let's see how it can. Let's look for another way to go about this. Let's problem solve, I guess, is one way of putting it. But notice just the way that I say that and even the approach, whether you use a soft tone of voice or not, they just feel completely different. That's the difference between the masculine and the feminine. The feminine is also what is going to fuel your desire for support, right? Like the masculine is the more lone wolf way of approaching this journey. And you don't want to do that. That's not who we are as women. You know, we are naturally, one of the things that makes us so amazing is we're naturally drawn to be with other women and to share it. You know, I I did a retreat back in October of last year, and it was the most magical thing ever. You know, women crossed oceans to be in that room with other women committed to thinking like a success on this journey. And the successes they are creating is just incredible. You know, because when we come together as women in, in unison and in support, everything feels different. So if you've been lone wolfing your journey and you just so in your soul know you want to be part of something bigger, that's your feminine speaking. That's your feminine asking for support. And the other thing about this, too, is the feminine is what allows you to be seen and heard. You know, one of the most tragic things that we do to ourselves on this journey is we isolate. We, are, we don't allow ourselves to be seen and heard, you know, maybe completely by our fertility team. Maybe we are not seen and heard by the people that we love. Maybe we hide things from our partners or whatever, but we, the weight of that literally crushes the feminine because the feminine wants to share. The, the feminine is compassionate. The feminine wants support. So when you allow your feminine to come into the picture, you know, this peace, this joy, and this ease – It literally supports the success that you can create because don't forget one of the most amazing things about the feminine is the, is the innovation and the resourcefulness, you know, and, and believe me, innovation and resourcefulness, you know, when, when you are on this journey and things are not going exactly the way you want, you need both, right? You need innovation and resourcefulness. How can I make this happen? How can my baby come home? You see? So my loves, you know, we've talked about, I want to get to your questions because I love taking questions and answering them, you know, and and giving you the coaching that you want. You know, this morning 
we, we unveiled that incredible superpower that so many women lose touch with, okay, your femininity. You know, you've had an opportunity to begin to redefine that relationship. Remember those two questions I asked you, you know, what is the current state of your relationship with your femininity and what do you want it to be? It's because from that place you can create. From that place you can, you can redefine and allow yourself to, you know, if you guys are, have been mortal enemies up to this point, now you guys can begin the road to reconciliation and being able to celebrate that part of you that makes you uniquely a woman so that you can lean back on this journey a little bit. You're, you know, you can take your ears down from being earrings. I mean, excuse me, your shoulders down from being earrings and, and, and allow yourself more space and more expansiveness on your journey, okay? We've also talked about why this superpower is so critical to helping you live with more peace, more joy, and more ease, and how ultimately, by having more of that, you can support your success directly, okay? You know, and in closing, you know, I, I mentioned that, I mean, I was on my journey for eight, eight-ish years, and when I got to the point where I really began to trust myself it, everything changed. I knew that my son was coming, and I knew that the treatment wasn't for me. I just knew in my soul. I know it didn't make sense. On paper, I would have been an idiot, but I knew. I didn't know how, and I didn't know when, but I knew he was coming, and thank goodness I trusted that, and I and that's why I, I want to inspire you to just play with this topic, okay? See what it means for you, and, you know, the feminine and exploration of the feminine is just one part of creating a mindset for success on this journey. I mean, this is why my clients are so successful is they completely change the way they look at themselves and the way they approach this journey. They start thinking, believing, and therefore taking the action so they can get the results of a woman who achieves success on this journey. And if you want to talk to me more about that, we certainly can. You can go to my website, which is www.frommaybetobaby.com, and check it out. I've got loads of free resources there for you, so check it out. But now what I want to do is I want to open up the phone lines for you, and I'm going to answer any questions that you have or give you any coaching that you might want to get. All you have to do is hit star two on your telephone keypad, and let's rock this, baby. Let's explore this, this subject of femininity and how you might be able to leverage it you know, maybe you are in a really hardcore, you know, profession like I was and you feel completely disconnected or maybe even distrusting of that feminine side of you, the, the side that wants to feel or, or whatever. You know, just check it out. Let's play with this topic. I mean, it's funny that, you know, we're, we're trying to do the most feminine thing we could possibly do from masculine energy. There, so it's pretty obvious that there would be a disconnect there. So hit star two on your telephone keypad if you would like to ask me a question. Um, and I'm also ooh, uh, gonna be checking here the Q&A. So we have a question in uh, coming in from Fitchburg from Maria. Maria asks, what are things you can do to increase your femininity? Ah, I love it, Maria. So what a great question. So here's the thing. This is, this is a, a very intuitive kind of exercise. You know, one of the things that I did to really explore my femininity is what I encouraged you to do in this call. And that was what, you know, what is your relationship with it? 
You know, like I really started to think back, like what were some of the messages that I got about femininity? What does that really mean? You know, is it just wearing pink, you know, and, and enjoying sparkly things? Well, for me, kind of, yeah. I mean, my, my hair's pink <laughs> and I love sparkly things, but I wanted to figure out like, what is it? You know, what is it for me? Um, and taking that first step of at least getting acquainted with it. Cause you know, for so long I would catch myself, you know, making the feminine things about me wrong, you know, like sometimes I just wanted to cry, you know, like my, my journey was so harrowing that I just never let myself cry. And then once I realized that there was a part of me that really wanted to express the emotion, um, when I, when I said, okay, I'm going to trust you, I'm going to trust you femininity, I'm going to let myself cry. And I let it out. Like it, it, it just, everything changed. You know, I began to trust that part of me. You know, and then I looked. I said, okay, well, when has my femininity been wise? You know, I never let myself take naps. I would poo-poo getting flowers, all these other things. You know, and, and remember, look, we're, we're not looking for a uniform approach to femininity. Everybody gets to define whatever that is for you. But the way that I increased that femininity was to feel into it and allow myself, okay, you know, one of the one of the biggest things I ever did was to be able to say, you know what, at the end of the day, I am not working anymore. You know, and when I was an attorney, I was uh, I was working such insane hours, especially when I was in trial, that I would just work, 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 and I would never give myself a time to really restore and recharge my batteries. And once I started to tap into my femininity, I began to honor that, so that when I was tired, I respected being tired, and I allowed myself to slow down. Okay, and as a lovably type A control freak, you know, that's a little hard for me. I mean, it still is, but it's something that I understand is really wise. The other thing that I I did to increase my femininity is I also looked at the kind of support I was getting. You know, what did I really want? Because I was a lone wolf on my journey for a really long time, and I would tell myself, I'm a highly educated professional. I don't need help. I don't need a coach. I don't need any of that stuff. And all that did was make my suffering longer, <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, when I, when I let my guard down and said, no, I actually need somebody to help me get through this um, because I don't know how. And what I'm doing isn't working, you know, when I actually honored myself and said, yeah, you know what, there's actually nothing wrong with asking for help. And it's kind of funny because it's a, it's a very masculine trait, right? Like, I mean, what man likes to ask for directions or likes to ask for help, you know, and I'm saying that in jest, but, like, it's just kind of a funny, uh, you know, generalization. But I was doing that. I was so stuck in my masculine that I was making myself wrong for wanting help. I was making myself wrong for for wanting support. You know, I would lurk on fertility uh, message boards and all this other stuff, but I wasn't ever doing anything actually productive. So had I listened to my my femininity to get some help, get a coach, figure this out, you know, how do I live this journey every single day? I probably would have gotten to the place I needed to go a hell of a lot faster. In fact, I know I would have. So, you know, I would strongly encourage you, doll, is to just play with this. Ask yourself, Maria, what is my relationship with my femininity? And look back, you know, when has your femininity, you know, really paid off? You know, maybe you had a gut feeling about a, a physician or some other fertility team member and you're really glad that, you know, you went with one person or another. You know, maybe it's your creativity. 
you know, one of the things I was talking to uh, some of my ladies with this morning was, you know, to really harness that creativity, maybe, you know, which is essentially feminine, is go do something creative. Connect with that part of you. You know, see what happens. See how it feels. You know, just, you, it's a whole lot of exper- experimentation, okay, when it comes to that. So I hope that helps, Maria. Um, I have another question coming in from Mayumi. Do you recommend ubiquinol, myo, inositol, and L-arginine? Um, Mayumi, I'm not a medical professional, so sorry, love. Um, you've got to uh, direct that to a medical professional. So great question, but not one for me. So, okay, then Faye, how do you balance and stay in touch with your feminine alongside a masculine busy job? Oh, great question, because you're asking the right person about that. Um, so what I did was is I, I became very familiar when I was at work that, hey, I'm in my masculine. When I'm in court and when I'm arguing a case or, you know, I'm arguing against some, you know, you know, rapist or child molester being released on bail, I am calling all of my masculine fury. And I'm also going to be, you know, intermixing some of the feminine. You know, from a female perspective, you know, look, Your Honor, you know, this man is, you know, putting so many women in our community at risk. And, you know, I brought all of it, you know, so I didn't I didn't value one more than another. I just made better choices that, okay, this is time for for me to be in my masculine. I'm going to go, go, go. I'm going to have my exterior, you know, up and, you know, my my armor on and I'm going to go to it. And then I would also allow myself. The feminine, when I had a really um, hardcore uh, motion I was arguing or if I was giving a closing argument, I made time after that to slow down. I made time, like sometimes I would just come home and I just didn't want to think, okay? Like I would just lay down, throw on something mindless on TV and allow my feminine to just, you know, wash over me, the restoration, the part of me that says, Roseanne, do nothing, think about nothing, order out, okay? So, and, and you know when your feminine is beckoning to you. You hear her, you just have to trust her, okay? That's really remember. Remember the, those list of qualities, the creativity, the softness, the nurturing, the kindness, the resourcefulness, the sexiness, the intuitive, you know, like it's all of those things. And when, you, when it's been a while since you've played in those areas, give yourself a chance. But also, you know, I think being aware of when you're in your masculine and when you're in your feminine can be really helpful because then you're going to know, okay, you know, I can only be in my masculine for so long before I start to burn out. What, what feminine can I get into? You know, should I pick up a phone and call, you know, one of my girls and just have a, you know, a silly fun conversation? You know, is it time to go get a massage? You know, or is it time to, you know, if you're a creative, you know, or you want to be a creative, you know, is it time to bust out some some paint and just paint something? The other thing, too, is feminine is very connected to the body. It's very, you know, you're in touch with your body. One of the coolest ways that I ever, you know, started to get in touch with my own feminine is dance. You know, sometimes I'll bust out some music and start dancing and just get back into my body, get out of my head and get into my body and start making choices from the neck down. You know, you're going to want to make some, you know, certain neck up choices, but you want it to be informed by what's going on neck down, you know. So I hope that's really helpful, Faye. That's a fantastic question. Faye in Devon, UK. 
Um, okay, so there's also a question from Rose in San Francisco. How can I get around the fact that time is passing and the age gap between my child and the hope for a second is widening? The fear of a large age gap is causing me anxiety along with a biological clock. I'm 38. Okay, first of all, Rose, I'm 45. Okay, you're 38 and you already have evidence that you can have a baby love. And I'm not saying that to make you wrong. I'm saying that to celebrate you. Your body knows what to do. You have tangible evidence that your body knows what to do and you're young. I don't care if I'm the only person saying that to you. You're young at 38, okay? This is all about you giving yourself permission to know, look, I have evidence that my body can do this. What am I going to focus on? Am I going to focus on the fear or am I going to focus on what I know my body can do, okay? That is being in your wisdom. That is trusting yourself. That is the essence of being in your feminine, okay? And, you know, this age gap thing, I mean, I would encourage you, I mean, what's the right age gap between kids? I mean, everybody has to make that choice for themselves, but you also have to honor the feminine and the spiritual within you that knows your baby's going to come right on time. So this arbitrary number of a quote-unquote large age gap, I don't know. Is that actually true? I don't know. You know, but, but asking yourself and being trusting of yourself in the way that your body works and giving yourself a chance to get there rather than just using, I mean, my guess is that the biological clock piece that you're relying on is 40, the dreaded age 40. I mean, I know, I get that the game after 40 is different than the game when we're 20, but the reality is is there are more and more women having babies in their 40s. It's crazy. Um, and I see this day in and day out in my practice. So, you know, what I would encourage you to do, Rose, is to go back, check in with your femininity. What is true for you? What is actually true? And what are some of the values that are maybe being imposed upon you that just aren't even real? So, so that's what I would encourage you to do, love. So I also have a question from Anna in New York. I recently had an unsuccessful IVF, which I was very hopeful about because I was taking immune medications. I had an intuition that it would work. Now I feel confused how to handle this. My doctor's prescribing more strong medications next time. Okay, well, we get to be wrong, Anna. I mean, it doesn't mean that your intuition was off. Your intuition could have been that you are having a baby. Okay, the, the timeline is not something that we can control. Um, so just go back, you know, go back. And just because you're wrong on, on one occasion doesn't mean you're going to be damned to being wrong for the rest of your life. Nobody is wrong all of the time, okay? So give yourself some permission here. This is where compassion for yourself and, you know, and generosity with yourself, both very feminine traits, can really serve you, okay? Also, your feminine is how you're going to be reevaluating uh, the way that you look at quote-unquote failure. Okay, so Erica in Anchorage, uh, did you ever have dueling thoughts between your masculine and feminine self when you were getting back in touch with your feminine? If so, how did you let those masculine thoughts go? Ooh, great question, Erica. I love that. Okay, so um, yeah, I mean, because I, I'm I'm fairly, like, I lead with more of my masculine um, just by nature. It's just who I am. I'm a lovably type A control freaky former prosecutor. So um, I don't apologize for, the, for my tendency to be, you know, to have masculine, be more in my masculine energy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there were certainly times where I'm like, oh, that's 
stupid. Why do I need a bubble bath? You know, and I'm I'm not always a bubble bath kind of gal, but what, there are times when it felt that way, or there's a, a time when I'd be like, you know what, I'm going to have a glass of champagne. It's a Wednesday night, it makes no sense, but it feels right. So I'd open up a bottle of champagne. And that was my feminine wanting to play and wanting to just do something unusual and shake it up and, and be tactile and sensuous, you know, and sensual. Like, it's all of those things. I mean, another piece of the feminine is, you know, when we want to feel beautiful, whatever that happens to be, if for you beautiful is combat boots and a, you know, motorcycle jacket, rock it out. But for everyone, it's different, and it has a different expression. So having respect for that, and and when you realize that masculine part of you coming up saying, oh, I don't trust that, that's frivolous, that's dumb, why do you need to go to that restaurant with your girls, you should be saving money for this, it's like, come on, man. I'm going to indulge in this. This feels good because every time you build that trust with your feminine and you indulge her, you see her wisdom. Okay. So the dueling parts, you know, you just have to listen. What do I actually, what actually feels right? Because the masculine is going to have you go back to, you know, the same old, same old structure, you know, all of that stuff. I mean, it has value, right? You know, my husband's a man who could eat the same thing every single day for the rest of his life and he'd be fine. I'm not that way. Like, I need variety. I, I want, you know, all kinds of stuff, and that's a feminine in me. I like to celebrate that part. So, you know, it's just about, you know, you want to give yourself permission to experiment. And when there's a part of you that says, no, that's stupid, it might be, you might want to check in with yourself. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you may want to check in with yourself. Is that my masculine? Because if it's my masculine, I know that I want to develop a better relationship with my feminine, so am I going to listen to that? Or am I going to trust myself and, and, and understand that this particular nap that I'm suddenly feeling like I want to take is wise? So I hope that's, I hope that helps, Erica. Like, um, you guys can call in and hit star two on your telephone keypad because I, I, I would love to have some discourse um, with you on this. And then Naomi in Jacksonville also asked a question, how do you balance a busy work schedule and femininity? Um, my answer to that question would be good, strong, healthy boundaries, Naomi, is you really want to give yourself permission. Hey, look, I mean, I know this because – I was a trial attorney. Like I like what there was one year I did in 13 months 10 trials, three of which were life cases lasting over 5 weeks. So I get the busy schedule, but that but I am living proof and the results that I was getting during that time are living proof of how running yourself ragged, being 100% your masculine all the time is not going to help you get the result. Okay? And and the reason why I say that is, like, look, if what you're doing isn't working, you're not getting the result, okay? So you have to try different things. So I would put really good boundaries around your work hours. Um, and, you know, I get that, you know, those of us who were salaried employees are like, well, they can access me at any time. No, no, no. You, you know, you get to find ways to put boundaries up. You know, if 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 your workday ends at 5 o'clock, make it really end at 5 o'clock, Use your commute home as a way to wind down and move from work mode into self-care mode, whatever that happens to be for you. You know, I really want you to take some time, Naomi, to really explore what does that mean? You know, go back to those two questions that I shared with you. What is your relationship with your feminine and what do you want it to be? Okay? Like, so, for example, I mean, my coaching days, I'm very strict, you know, strict about structure on my coaching days because I'm 110% there for my clients. So I have to really protect 
my femininity because I am putting so much out, I have to make sure that I put as much back in. And that comes in the form of me playing with my son, you know, it's being with my girls, eating good, healthy food, you know, sometimes zoning out, watching something crazy on TV. You know, I just, I let that part of me play, you know, and the other thing is it was a metamorphosis, you know, letting my femininity out also showed up in how I looked and how I dressed and all of these things, you know, my hair wasn't always pink, um, but that's just what my feminine, like how I came out and played. And so, you know, this is a really, I, I want to inspire you to make this a fun process and an exciting process because look, each of these parts of you, the masculine and the feminine, they have a role and they're beautiful and they're amazing. You know, we just need to build up that feminine again because what you're trying to do is the most intensely feminine thing you'll ever do. So, oh, Naomi, what a wonderful question. So I'm going to take a live question right now, then I'll go back to answering the other questions and I'll hang out with you guys for a little bit longer. So if you've called in from West Los Angeles, what's your name and what's your question? Hello? This is Heather. I, oh, I don't know if this is me. <laughs> that yes, me it's you, way. doll. It's you. Okay. So what's your Hi. question, Heather? Um, so it's very hard for me to not fixate on diagnoses and numbers from doctors. Um, I'm 38, and I think I may have a premature ovarian insufficiency diagnosis. So that it's hard for me to be positive and focus on the feminine when I have, you know, doctors telling me that I have I might be having a premature menopause. Okay. Um, what do you believe? What's that? You have a lot of people. You have a lot of people telling you what to think. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I think it may be true because I'm having like physical symptoms. Okay. Of well, are they offering you so Okay, are they offering you solutions? Um, it's they seem to be just saying kind of the donor egg route or what, if I do get my next period to come in and get more testing to see if they could give me certain medications. Mhm. So that kind of, so okay. they seem to be offering those too. Mhm. Okay, that's great. But what do you actually believe? Do you believe that, that this is the end of the road for you and that the only option you have is donor eggs? Hmm. <laughs> um, I think I do believe that, but that's because I'm so fixated on the negative. It's it's hard to – it's been such a difficult journey that it's kind of hard to focus on the positive. So it's hard to know what's fear and what's intuition. Okay. Well, they feel completely different. Um, yeah. would you agree? I mean, I'm not going to force that down your throat. Sure. Um, I, yeah, I think the fear is so strong that it kind of clouds the intuition. Okay. What do you actually want? What do I want? I, I want to have a biological child. Okay. So find some people that are going to help you do that. Yeah. Seems like you would be able to find, like, an expert in this exact issue in Los Angeles, but I haven't really been able to find that. Okay. Well, you have to know that, like, look, I mean, this isn't to say that your your doctors are, are leading you astray, but look, let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's look to the feminine. Let's look to the resourceful. How can this happen for me? You can't tell me that there's only one option. That's not how nature mm-hmm. works. 
you know, I've, I've worked with so many women all over the world that were facing some of the most ridiculous diagnoses who go on to have babies mm-hmm. in, a, in myriad different ways, some of them naturally. In fact, I have a client, you know, we, I, I like to say we have, we've had two babies together. Um, but, you know, she, she was told, like, she had fibroids and for decades that, you know, good luck, you're never going to get pregnant on your own. She's pregnant naturally. Now, amazing. I mean, so it's like I, I get where you're coming from, and I respect it. All we, ha- all that needs to happen here now is you have to connect with what's true for you. And I, I understand the impulse because I did it for years, <laughs> ha- <laughs> handing my power over to other people, and and their intention was good. Okay, so let's let's not get mixed up about that. Their intention was good, and their intention was to support. But you cannot make decisions that you are going to ultimately feel good about if you do not honor your truth and you just spoke your truth. You want to have a mm-hmm. biological child. Right. Yeah. So knowing that, are you going to be so quick to just head down that road? And, and again, like, please don't mistake me. I, I think donor eggs are amazing mm-hmm. and I think they're, they're an amazing yeah. option. Got no energy on it. But when a woman mm-hmm. tells me that she wants to have a biological child, I'm going to trust her. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. So it's, what do you want to I do? Think, what do I want to do? I mean, I want to find the way to balance going to doctors and, you know, doing the intellectual medical route while trying to not be overcome with anxiety and fear and hold on to the hopefulness without yeah, you know, it feels like every time I have hope, then it gets crushed. So then I get angry at the hope. It's kind of like, well, why did I have it in the first place? But I think it's okay to have it and 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 be disappointed by it anyway, and just keep having it. There's nothing well, wrong with that. Well, but hope's not that's, enough. That's what I want. hope's not enough. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna love you enough right now to tell you that hope's not enough because hope is one foot uh-huh. out the door. You need to be the. You need to be. Honor that part of you that's like, no, I'm not hoping to be a mom. I know I'm going to be a mom because there's fire in you, woman. Heather, there's fire (laughs) in you. I can tell. So this is about unleashing that part of you and trusting her because, I mean, is is the notion of being a mom, is that just a a nice to have for you or or do you know that's true for you and you're not leaving the planet without your baby? Um, I think there is some, some ambivalence for sure. Because I have mm-hmm. been this career-minded, yeah, I met my husband later than quote-unquote normal. I met him at 33, and I've been so focused on my career that I have this independent life. And so there is some, like a small amount of ambivalence of what is it going to look like? How, how would it change my life to have a child? Um, and some fear there. So I think that's what the ambivalence is about. But I have always seen myself as a mom. I've always pictured that and I work with kids I've been around kids my whole life I've been you know very I love working with kids and being with kids so um yeah it's like I picture it I want it but then there is that fear so I think it kind of that's what maybe takes some away from the fire Mm Hmm. what do you think is what what do you think is going to help you get across the finish line the ambivalence or the fire Definitely the fire. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, so I would just, you know, I would just check in with that, Heather. Just I, take uh-huh. a second and, and start exploring. I mean, what's true for you? I mean, you didn't stutter when you said you wanted a biological child. And I think that that's, right. that that is a really strong indicator of what's really true for you. So I encourage you to just, you know, take the subject and play with it a little bit and and ask yourself, you know, is your fear holding you back from having what you really want, really going for it, really owning the fact that, hey, you want to have a biological child, you're freaking young, um, mm-hmm. you have time, and you're going to find somebody that's going to help you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plenty of women, you know, have, have turned things around on their journey. Why not you? Right. I know. I feel like everybody's telling me the miracle and the success stories all the time. So why why can't that happen to me? Exactly. Yep, so you've got to own it, ladies. So just take some time and, like, connect with that and give yourself permission to explore it. And if, if that's really what you – if that's the truth, if the truth is you are not ambivalent, you do want your baby, you're not leaving without your baby, you're getting your baby, <laughs> then, mm-hmm. then, give your, you know, then, then let that part of you, that, that feminine ferocity and that fire, let, let her come out and play. Because I, I strongly suspect, obviously I don't know you, but I strongly suspect you're going to show up differently um, to this journey. You got it? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Great question. Man, you guys are you guys are just killing it here. So I'm going to take one more live question. I'm going to go over to the Q&A and see if there's um, anything else. But I really want to encourage all of you, you know, like run with this this topic, play with it you know, take some time and, and try it on. See what's real for you. And hit star two on your telephone keypad if you have a question. Otherwise, um, we're going to wrap this up. So go back. Make sure you're going to take some time. You know, ask yourself the two questions. What is the relationship you have with your femininity? And what do you want it to be? So, my darlings, thank you so much for joining me today. It's such a delight to kick off this year with you talking about such an important topic of, of femininity and your, it's your, your superpower on this journey. You know, when you allow this part of you to come out and play, when you allow yourself to honor this, you know, the most incredible things can happen. Um, I'm also going to take a que- another question from Los Angeles. Is this Amanda? Hello? If you're calling in from L.A. and the last two digits of your number are 06, are you there? You might be muted, doll. You might want to check to see if your phone is on mute. (laughs) I see you. And, okay, well, I can't hear you, doll. I did attempt to answer your question, um, but I can't hear you, and so we're going to have to move on. So, my love, um, and also if you called in Amanda from LA, you can always um, email and ask your question if that would be better. So, my loves, go and try this on. Allow your femininity to, you know, to really inform your journey and and learn to marshal those things. So, have a great rest of your day. My name is Roseanne Austin. Big huge thanks to Circle and Bloom for making this happen. And remember. If you would love to chat about using mindset to help you beat the odds on your journey, check out my website, www.fromabytobaby.com, 
And I always give special time to those in the Circle and Boom community, so you can always request time there, www.fromabytobaby.com forward slash breakthrough. So have a great rest of your day, my loves, and enjoy.